0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hey, comrades, comradettes, Bill Kasky back at the Bill Caskey Podcast. I am so glad you're with me today. We're going to be talking about the new game of selling. I've got a little summer cold, a little nasally, sorry about that and uh, hopefully I can make it through here without coughing excessively. It sounds like I'm smoking two packs of cigarettes a day and I actually am not. Little cold, it'll all work out. But I wanna talk to you today about the new game of selling. And we have a webinar coming up on July 16th. That's a Friday. And so if you're listening to this before then, you can still get on. Go to BillKaskey.com, upper banner. You'll find the instructions, and we'd love to have you on. It's going to be about how to change the game. And, you know, I've been in this game, my game, of training and coaching for the better part of 30 years And uh, I have told you on this podcast that obviously I've seen a lot of changes, a lot of changes in the past few years. And I think it's time to have this conversation at a deeper level about the game of selling. Because I still see a lot of, I mean, I see almost 90%, 95% of organizations that still have bought into this old game of selling, and they're struggling. And I get this call all the time. You know, our margins are going down, and we can't get in front of the right people, and we're, our, com- our, con- our conversion rate, our closing rate is way down from what it used to be, and we're just not able to sell our goods as easily as we once did. And I think it's all because it has, has little to do with skills. I know we always move to skills there, but I think it has more to do with, are you playing the new game? Or are you still playing the old game where all of the old skills, you can keep improving the old skills, but the problem is if you're playing a new game, those skills don't matter anymore. And I want to share with you in this podcast some ideas on on what those things could be. But I think if we are able to say, what is the new game? What is the new game of selling? And what are some of its attributes and I've got a couple here, and I'm going to go through more of those on the webinar. But I'd like you to be on because I think, uh, I think there's going to be some interesting things happen. You know, the world has shifted. And I'm not just talking about 2020. I mean the years leading up to 2020. There's been a shift in the marketplace of business-to-business selling. And there's been lots of people who have talked about why that is. And I think the internet and digital technology, and not just the web, but digital technology in general, has been behind that shift. And uh, if you can either ignore it, and you can deny it, and you can say, oh, no, Bill, I still and i am in a face-to-face game. I'm going to go out and make some contacts, make some connections, play some golf. I'm, I do much better when I'm one-to-one. Well, of course, we all do. But if you want to scale your business and you want to really grow, it's going to be hard to do it one-to-one, one at a time out there pressing the flesh in the market because a lot of people don't want to touch your flesh. <laughs> they don't want any part of touching people still. And I know it's, it's bizarre. I mean, I'm, I've lost that fear months ago if I ever had it, but a lot of people still are. So you have to understand the world has shifted. When the world shifts, you've got to look deep within yourself and say, what am I going to change about me to accommodate this new landscape? Because when the landscape changes, the tools you needed on a mountainous landscape, you don't need on a flat landscape and vice versa. And so when the world shifts, and if you don't think your world has shifted in the past five years, especially last year, past five years, I don't think you're looking at it closely enough. I think you're, you might have your head in the sand a little bit. And I'm sorry to say that. I'm t- trying to insult you. I'm trying to wake you up. And because I'm committed to helping you and all of your colleagues who listen to this uh, make changes so you can continue to be relevant in the marketplace and continue to scale your business. So a couple of things, you know, we we'll always ask the question, well, give me an example, Bill, of, of changing the game. And I'll give you one example that is one of my favorites. You've heard it before probably. There's lots of examples from Elon Musk who changed the game. Jeff Bezos changed the game at Amazon of how to buy books. Tiger Woods changed the game of golf. It kind of made everybody else irrelevant there for a period of time because he was more uh, focused on fitness and nutrition and stretching, and the the game changed. A lot of golfers never changed their ways, and they became obscure and irrelevant a lot of golfers came in, saw Tiger Woods, regardless of whether you love or loathe Tiger Woods, and said, ooh, if I'm going to compete at that level, I'd better pay attention to my strength and my fitness and my nutrition and my headspace and all that. Some of them did. Phil Mickelson is a good example of that. If you don't follow American golf, uh, Phil is 50 years old, still winning tournaments, but he's changed. Tiger Woods forced him to change, and I'm sure he'd Deep down appreciates that because he probably wouldn't be as in a good shape now if not for that. But the biggest example I can think of is the Netflix blockbuster example. Blockbuster is probably a brand you may not even have heard of if you're young, or you probably recall maybe remember some of their stores, but they had stores all around the country. They rented uh, video cassette VCR tapes, and among other things, DVRs, DVDs, things like that, and. They were offered to be purchased by Netflix back when Netflix came on the scene, and they came on the stream in the, in, the, in the scene in the streaming aspect. They were streaming everything online. Blockbuster said, "Nope, we like our model. We're really good at our model. We do not want to be purchased. We refuse your 100 million. I don't know I don't know what it was, doesn't matter. We're, we're good the way we are. Thanks, but no, thanks. And how did that work out for them? Netflix came in, changed the game. Even the brightest and biggest, and these people, I'm sure, Blockbuster had marketing people and strategists and legal team and pro, who said, "Oh no, this streaming thing ain't going anywhere. It's not going to happen." So even the biggest and the brightest and the most brilliant can miss it sometimes. I mean, the investment world is full of these examples where somebody like Facebook comes in and offers Instagram one point six billion or two point nine, whatever it was, and everybody else shook their head and say, what? "What are they doing? They're, they're idiots over there." Facebook—they may be making a lot of money, but they don't know what they're overpaying for Instagram. And five years later, Instagram's worth forty-five billion dollars or whatever, whatever that is. The point is that the outsider sometimes can see things the insider can't see. The person that has new beliefs and a new vision of what the game is and how it should be played is the person who sweeps up. So my question to you is, are you changing the game in your organization or in your market or in your world or with your customers? Is there a new game that you're playing? Are you playing the same game you've always played, hoping for different results But understanding that the landscape has shifted so much, those different results may be unattainable. So what happens when the game changes underneath your feet? Number one, you can become irrelevant. You can become irrelevant very quickly. The people in the broadcast business who continued to stay with terrestrial radio and who had these big syndications and didn't move into online distribution you you've never heard of them and they're still out there they're still broadcasting on 25 stations but they don't have podcasts they don't have youtube shows they never made the shift because they're still waiting for the old world to come back to them or they didn't they didn't have the wherewithal or they just their egos prevented them from shifting they said oh no we don't need to do that we're at the top of our game and next thing you know they're not even in the game so irrelevancy is one Outcome of not shifting the game. Number two is just obscurity, which is kind of the same side of the coin, is nobody knows who you are. Everybody in your marketplace should know who you are. If you have North Carolina and South Carolina, just using this as an example, and you call on healthcare facilities and HR and buyers, CFOs, I don't know, doesn't matter. Are you producing video ads for YouTube? (coughs) Are you producing video ads on YouTube that are targeted to that market, to that geography, to that role function where you're introducing yourself and giving great advice? Are you doing that? Of course you're not doing that because that's a new game. YouTube ads and video is a new game. And sometimes you would prefer to continue to go out and visit these hospitals face-to-face. I would prefer, how can I target these people and deliver a message that's spot on for what they want and do it on YouTube or doing it in an ad setup where it costs me $50 a month to do that versus traveling around and costing me thousands of dollars to travel around and do it. New game. In many ways, the new game is less expensive. It's, It's less difficult. I mean, think about the virtual game that we're we're in now versus the physical game. You're not flying across country to go to L.A. to do a two-hour meeting. You're doing it on Zoom. Think of how much time and fuel, and talk about green and sustainability, how much fuel you're saving by not doing that, by doing Zoom or whatever the platform is. That's another example of how the game has changed. So I want you to prevent irrelevancy, to prevent obscurity, and maybe even the third element is you you go broke. And I, I I don't even mean financial brokenness. I mean you wear out. You, you, just, you get to the end of your rope when you're 50s and say, you know what, it's not worth it. I don't enjoy this anymore. Well, you don't enjoy it because you never change and it beats you down, it beats you up. I don't want you to be beat up. I don't care how old you are. I want you to be invigorated and inspired about your business every day. In order to do that, you have to be on top of the trends. You have to be understanding of what the new game is that you need to be playing. And again, we're going to be talking about a lot of these things on the webinar here on, uh, on Friday. Here's another element. I'll leave you with this is that I think if you're going to change the game, in your industry with your customers and whether that's how you show up, whether that's how you generate leads and discussions, whether that's the sales process itself and how you lead and guide them through it and what comes along with that and what collateral you have, you've got to lose the need to be liked. You've got to lose the need to be liked. And that might be our toughest, our toughest, um, roadblock along this journey to the new game is because when you and I start stepping out of line and saying, you know what, I'm not going to do it this way anymore. I found another way. You risk everybody coming to you and saying, oh no, you can't do that. Kasky, get back in line. You're going to face that. I always like Steve Jobs' ad that came out in 1997, the Think Different campaign. It was just after Jobs returned to the company that he founded and he left and came back. And here's the words in the ad. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, Glorify or vilify them. But the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Now think about all the content wrapped up in that quote. I love that quote. Because that's what we're talking about here. It's the crazy one. It's the one, it's you who says, you know what, I think I should do a video series, 12-part video series on why people should be uh, considering your purchase of your product or whatever it is. It's got to be valuable. It can't just be a pitch. But let's say it's 12-part video series. Someone in your company is going to say to you, you have no business doing that. You leave it up to the marketing department to do that. We don't need a 12. You need to be out making cold calls, Philip. I know. I hear this all the time. And yet, if you want to change the game, you've got to take some risks. And sometimes taking the risks means that you're not going to be loved. Maslow said that we're not truly independent until we are first independent of the good opinion of others. Michael Gervais, you've heard me talk about him. He runs a podcast called Finding Mastery. He says the biggest constriction to human potential today is the need to be loved. It's the fear of what other people think of you. That's going to be the biggest challenge to changing the game. I want you to do it. If you want me to uh, talk more about this in subsequent episodes, I'd be happy to. We can dive a little bit deeper into what the new game is. going to give you that. com. Go to the uh, top of the page. Webinar registration for this Friday. If you missed it, if you're listening to this post-Friday the 16th, uh, too bad. Sorry. We're going to have that... <laughs> We're going to have that up for a while, and then it'll be down, and we'll probably be doing another one. But uh, you can always go to BillCasky.com, reach out to me, schedule a call. Talk soon. Bye.